This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. There's a high fly ball from KMOX Sports. That's it deep to left field and it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. There's a moment for you. Welcome to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. In the driving jam time. The Billikens win this one. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. Comeback pattern caught. Touchdown, Kansas City. Now, sports on a Sunday morning on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. BK, look at this Cardinals calendar. Isn't that beautiful? just got in the mail. Oh, man. Yadier Molina and Adam Wainwright. Adam with his left arm around the shoulder of Yachty, the two buddies. Oh, what's this? It just popped out of there. It's a check. Dear Cardinals friend and colleague. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it was just a little uh, thank you from the Cardinals uh, to us for being their partner, and they sent me a calendar. St. So. Louis's first couple. <laughs> I'm going to put uh, a picture of that on Twitter right now uh, so Good people idea. can see it. Uh, it, I'm excited about those two together. They're going to pitch uh, to each other tomorrow. Uh, Wayno's going to pitch yeah. tomorrow, and Yachty's going to catch him. We'll have the game on KMOX, as we always do. So looking forward to that. Yeah, really nice. Cardinals are playing today. They are uh, taking on the Mets in Port St. Lucie, and we will have that game for you, as we have all of them here on KMOX. Uh, that game starts at 12.10 with a noon Pre-game, John Mozeliak is coming up in eight minutes. I was just uh, texting with some Indiana alumni. There's this big uproar. I, I think that everyone has uh, talked about it so much that it's so IU. Uh, Dane Fife, the assistant coach, has been let go. And this was news a few days ago. But they're still talking about how Mike Woodson, the head coach, crafted the press release, how some stories about why Dane Fife got let go behind the scenes just wasn't a good fit with Woodson. And some people have talked about behind the scenes, kind of what went on there. And there's this big uproar about the departure. Uh, some people are saying, you know, they didn't handle it very well. And you don't treat an IU alum that way. And how do you know, like what went on behind the scenes? How, how can you talk about, first of all, Indiana university basketball? This is so IU. 
It's like Nebraska <laughs> football. It's like um, trying to think of another one. KU basketball. No, KU basketball is successful. Oh, okay. Uh, it's well, like yeah. a, it's a it's a you program. It's a program that still worries about its history and about you know did we treat Dane Fife like a, like a true IU man? Hello, did anyone see Duke last night? That's what you want. You want talent. Let's go already. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, like these the a program like that. I watched Duke last night. There's no way Duke's going to be stopped. I, I think this is a, a story that is about to finish with Mike Krzyzewski winning the national championship. Why is that? It's it's not magic. It's talent. Yes. The guy's got crazy good talent. I mean, so if you're building Mizzou, all right, and you sit there and you're like, Dennis Gates, gosh, I don't know. It doesn't know I don't know if it's the right fit. And like this guy, you have to put all he's your coach now. So put all that stuff away and go get players. Like I think college basketball programs, I love my school to death, but it's like, hello. Players win championships. <laughs> Go get them. You, you have, have be- this opportunity now called name, image, likeness. Go get players and get them their opportunity to make a little money and make an NBA factory so that players, I got news for you, players care about alumni and about the tradition, but really they want to win and then they want to go play in the NBA. Make a development program at Mizzou or Indiana in, in the case that I was just talking about to help them become great professionals. This this is what college basketball also needs to be. I look at Duke, and I, I envy it. I mean, it is incredible. They, what they did to Arkansas last night, they could have beaten them by 25. Yeah. Arkansas just found a way to chip away at the end. Was remarkable. Absolutely remarkable. So the only team that's in here that doesn't have any of that is St. Peter's. Now, I, I love them to death, but I can tell you, for absolute certainty that CBS is putting on North Carolina gear today <laughs> because they want Duke Carolina. St. Oh, Peter's a great yeah. story. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. St. Peter's yeah. a great story, but Duke St. Peter's is not as sexy. Duke North Carolina in the final four is what every executive at CBS wants like immediately. So we'll see what happens there. That's a, that's one game today. Kansas Miami is the other one. Unfortunately, buddy, I'm sorry, but uh, Miami doesn't have a chance today. Kansas don't win that game. But they're still my favorite team of the day. I know they are. Yeah, I know they are. And yeah. I'm sorry, Kevin Wheeler, who probably just heard that. He's going to text me. <laughs> but I think Kansas wins today, and I think Carolina does win today. I think the mm-hmm. St. Peter's magic runs out. I cannot imagine that it's that Carolina is going to miss this chance to play Duke in the final oh, four. And what a matchup that'll be. Yeah, amazing, yeah, really. Yeah. Um, and you know what? Villanova's tough. I mean, Villanova won their game yesterday, couldn't hit the side of a barn, but neither could Houston. Houston yeah. They were one of 20 from three, just atrocious. Uh, the Houston Cougars, really good defensive team, but could not shoot the ball and ended up uh, costing them a chance to go back to the final four. So it'll be Villanova against the winner of Kansas-Miami, Duke against the winner of Carolina-St. Peter's. Very excited about that. Excited to have Justin Tatum on the show here at 1030, the head coach at CBC, former coach of Caleb Love, North Carolina, of course, Jason's dad. And we'll talk some hoops with him at the bottom of the hour. John Mosaloc in a few minutes. Uh, finally, the Blues. What did you think? I mean, what the heck is going on there? Well, I would say this about Carolina. They are the most aggressive team I've seen in a long, long time. And, you know, even to the point where a lot of times, you know, a defenseman will get the puck behind the net and be able to stand there for a second, relax, and let and let the change happen. They don't even let you do that. 
They are they swarm. They just absolutely swarm the Blues, and the Blues couldn't handle it. Uh, they looked like they were swimming upstream two thirds of the game, and then when they got back into it in the third, I don't know why you pull a goalie with five minutes left. I just don't get that. I will I will curse Patrick Waugh till the day I die from changing it to where it used to be the final minute. Now it's the final five minutes. You had momentum, and then you give up that goal, the empty netter, and it's over. All of a sudden, with four minutes to go, it's over. Uh, but they have to step it up. They have to get to that level, and I thought they'd play well last night because they have played well against good teams. They, they played at the competition, and last night they could not get to the competition. They also need uh, better goaltending. You, a lot of these short side goals that uh, both goaltenders are giving up, you can't let that happen. Uh, they've got some work to do. I mean, I can't imagine they missed the playoffs. It would be an epic fail, but yeah. they better get their act together. They only yeah. won three games this month. Right. They've slipped a little bit to third place in the Central, but some other teams catching them is the problem. Exactly. So let's go here. Yeah, uh, got, they have to step it up and get ready and, and start playing you know, playoff hockey as we wind the season down, and they better find their, their identity because – they just they they don't have it right now. We'll hear your interview with Rick Zombo coming up at ten forty five. I can't Good wait stuff. for that. Yeah. Uh, John Mosellock is next talking baseball with us from Jupiter, Florida. I'm Tom Ackerman in St. Louis. Sports on a Sunday morning. From- this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. In the Stiefel Sports Studio. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm. Because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City! On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Welcome back. It's 10-16. Spring training report from the TR Hughes Broadcast Center is sponsored by Wilkie Window and Door, and we welcome in live the president of baseball operations, John Mosellock from Florida. Good morning, John. Good morning, Tommy. How are you? I am doing great. Always great to hear your voice, and it was great spending time with you down there. I, I think that the one thing that I take away from it, and a lot of people have asked me what I thought, I really enjoyed being around human beings and not talking on Zoom and seeing the players and hearing them talk and looking at their body language and watching them work out and understanding them a little bit more. Boy, is that a different world, isn't it? It felt almost back to completely normal. Yeah, it's nice to have that feel again. And 
there's still some things that we're, you know, we're being faced with in, t- in terms of challenges because of the pandemic. But I think everybody would agree it, it, it feels much more like uh, 20 spring training of 2020 uh, prior to the pandemic than uh, that we experienced in the last couple of years. So I think that's very welcoming. And, you know, it's just great to see baseball back and, and players playing and games being played. Um, I think you would agree that there's just a lot of energy around this camp and just around baseball in general. So I think, you know, everybody's looking forward, not so much behind. And, uh, you know, that's encouraging news. I agree with you. And when Yachty walked through the door, it just raised that vibe even more. Everybody was happy to have the heart and soul of the Cardinals back, and the Cardinals will have him catching tomorrow, catching Wayno. But first I wanted to discuss just the overall kind of on that theme the one difference is this has been an accelerated spring training because he had to start on march 14th uh so what is it like from that perspective do you feel like you're getting everybody the innings they need and and the time they need well i think that's the challenge and you know obviously for for most people listening to to your show and this call would be you know, where are we with the big league club? What's happening with the big league team? But when you have this camp, one of the things you're also trying to do is make sure that you're preparing your depth and also your minor leagues for the season. And so trying to find innings has been, you know, a really a Rubik's cube challenge for us. And, and so as we look to this really sort of final, what is it? Nine, 10 days, it's going to be, you know, making sure that we're optimizing all daylight hours to do that. And so you might see a lot of big leaders getting work on the backfields just because there's only so many, many innings in a, in a nine inning spring training game. And so I think uh, our coaching staff from, from our major league staff to even our minor leagues with the help of Gary LaRock, have really done an amazing job making sure we're getting that work in. Like for example, tomorrow we'll play a B game um, out on the backfields just to get more innings. And we're just looking at different ways to leverage that. But I think that's the biggest challenge of, of having a, a condensed camp. I think the other thing that's different too is is the fact that it's just not like it's not your normal way of doing things. Um, typically, like as you pointed out, when we started March 14th, we probably already would have had at least one round of cuts at that point, and and or roster reduction. And whereas, you know, now we're still just trying to determine like well, where we can get guys work. And so it's, it's almost been more of a perpetual roster turn than maybe what you normally would see in a normal year. So, yes, there's challenges, but in the end, I think we're all just looking forward to, to getting back to St. Louis and, and you know, having that uh, home opener and then getting this season underway. I do like the looks that you're giving to Juan Yepes. I noticed Brendan Donovan, somebody that you and I talked about months ago before the lockout, as someone to kind of keep an eye on here. Versatile players, aren't they, Mo? Players that could do a lot of things for you. Yeah, it's like, and these guys have their own set of challenges, right? Because when you think about Yapez and, and even Brendan, in terms of like, like how would they get used? Will they get enough at playing up here at bats at the big league level? And, you know, right now they're getting a, a unique opportunity to get a lot of at bats here. Uh, so I think like the one reminder that I always have to give myself even is like, look, we're really only about a week in the games. And so we have to remind ourselves to be a little patient and yes, we have to make quick decisions this year because of the condensed schedule, but let's not, let's not lose our patience. Let's try to see how things unfold here and just take advantage of the time we have remaining. But, you know, they're two exciting young players. Um, you know, I think 
Donovan, he's one of those guys that's almost like a Swiss Army knife. He can do so much on the defensive side, and I think his offensive capabilities just continue to improve. So he's a name I think the city of St. Louis will, will come to know in, in the future. And obviously Juan Yapez is someone from an offensive standpoint we're super excited about. Um, you know, Obviously he hasn't uh, lit up spring training yet, but he's still a guy that we believe is going to hit. I love what he. I love his swing. I love Yep as a swing. Uh, Donovan uh, is a really nice player. And, and but you know, all that said, you did bring in Corey Dickerson. And if anyone listens to this show, I say it all the time. If you listen to John Mosellock on Sports on a Sunday Morning, just listen to what he says. He's going to tell you. He tells it to you straight. And you said we're going to look for a DH. We're going to look around and see what's out there. And you preferred a left-handed bat. And you got him. Uh, Dickerson, so far, so good. And he can also, I think your DH wants or needs to be someone that can play in the field. And uh, Dickerson can provide that, can he? Well, your hope is, is that they can play in the field. And we think we accomplished that with, obviously, Corey. I mean, the other part of this is, is, is the nice thing about having a DH is, you know, obviously then you can have somebody like a, a Nolan or a Goldie take a day off still be in the lineup, but not have to play in the field. And so it just, you know, obviously the DH just gives you a lot more plug and play opportunities with your players. And hopefully we can take advantage of that to, to get the most out of players, especially in a truncated camp where, you know, once we start the season trying to protect the athlete, um, given that we didn't have a normal training program, you know, hopefully we can uh, take advantage of that. And, and clearly having a DH, in the future is something that, you know, obviously will change our strategy, how we think about uh, development on that. But in the short term, it definitely, I think, gives us some some protection to our everyday lineups. Yeah, I got that. Um, as your pitching goes, I think you know what Wayno is. I think you know who Michaelis is. I think you know who Steven Matz is. I know he gave up six runs yesterday, but he had a good outing before that. He's getting his innings. I think maybe a forgotten guy here is Dakota Hudson and he's pitching today. So we're putting him in the spotlight here with this question, but what have you seen from Dakota and where is he in your mind? Uh, health wise, he looks great. I think from a health standpoint, he feels great. Um, I think, you know, right now he still has a sinker going. I think his last outing, you would probably like to see a few more strikes. Um, you know, obviously when you have that ground ball capability and you have the kind of defense we have, you'd like to see people take advantage of it. And um, we enter the season with a very high expectations for him. Um, you know, obviously health is going to be a key driver there, but you think about how he uh, finished that uh, prior to being injured in the 2020 season, we really felt good about where he was headed. And then getting to see him last year do what he did I think allowed him to at least enter the offseason knowing he was healthy. And I think that was a, you know, a mental advantage for him. And so ultimately, you know, we expect a lot from him this year and, and uh, hopefully he can deliver because uh, obviously uh, we're counting on guys. We've had some injuries and we've got to work our way through all of that. And then there's the fifth spot in the rotation opened by Jack Flaherty. And Drew Verhagen got his shot the other day, three innings for him. I know that there are a lot of pitchers in the mix, but, I feel like you brought Verhagen here for this opportunity specifically in case something were to happen. He looks the part. He definitely looks the part. I think he's thrown the ball well for us. Um, and, and you're right. He's going to continue to get, get those opportunities. And, you know, there's, there's a couple other names that, that could enter into that. I think, again, it's a, 
it's a, it's a tricky thing to navigate as we're doing this, but, um, you know, obviously, uh, uh, when you look at our depth there, there's definitely guys that can, can take up some innings. And as, as you probably have noted, uh, on the air, we added, um, Brooks to our roster and he's someone we also feel like could, could eat some innings if needed. So, and, and our manager has been very clear, um, when you talk to Ollie that, you know, he's not going to. He's not going to be afraid to go with with an opener or or a piggyback model if needed. So um, right now we have a lot of different thoughts on how we could end up looking for that fifth spot. But uh, I think the best thing we can do is just sort of take advantage of the time remaining before we make any firm uh, decisions on that. And candidly, and it might even be something that goes into the season that that sort of changes as we zig and zag. Yeah, it's really interesting to me, matchups, analytics, and how all of that plays. I know that uh, teams have turned to that, and the Cardinals certainly have. Uh, What about your bullpen finally, Mo, as we wrap up here? We've talked about Alex Reyes. Unfortunately, the young man has just had some bad luck in his career, and and he's going to be out for a while. In the meantime, I say... When I when I refer to Jordan Hicks, I call him the Ferrari coming out of the garage. And so far, that Ferrari is running pretty well. Uh, how do you see this bullpen as we stand today? And you, I should mention that you added uh, Blake Parker to con- continue adding to your right-handed depth there. Yeah, I think like overall, this is. Uh, I think Hicks is a wild card right now, right? I mean, I think physically, there's there's lots of question marks that we're coming into this camp. I think right now we're getting a very good sense of, of where he's at, but, you know, we're going to see him in some games. We're going to see how he pitches and, uh, you know, in terms of role and how he's used, that's still a, a big uh, to be determined. But the good news is, you know, he's got a little bounce in his step and I think he's someone that, you know, really wants to prove that he can, uh, he can go pole to pole in this league. Uh, Cody Whitley with uh, an inning of scoreless ball yesterday. And there's another pitcher that, Maybe we don't talk about enough. So it looks like you have some pretty good depth in that bullpen as we stand right now. Yeah, I think uh, I think most people would assume that Whitley would break with us. I think a guy like you know Jake Walsh is someone that I think is getting on everybody's radar. Um, I think a guy like uh, Palante is opened up a lot of eyes. So you know when you see sort of like the the, the breadth of what we have, not just here but how we think about Memphis, it's. It feels pretty good. I mean, there's no doubt last year in our minor league system, we had pushed a lot of guys and we were, you know, we, we pushed guys maybe a little faster than we should have, which ended up, you know, I think having an adverse effect on our, our winning percentage. And, and I think overall, though, these young men uh, benefited from their own personal growth and challenges. And so uh, hopefully we see a positive return on that. Uh, as we enter 2022. Well, best to you today and best to your staff on all of that from the major leagues to the minor league teams on the way down. A lot of moving parts right now and a lot of people involved. And John Mosellock oversees it all. He's the president of baseball operations. Mo, thanks so much for spending this time on KMOX as always. Yep, always great and glad we're back, right? Absolutely. Cardinals and Mets at 12.10 today, 12 o'clock pregame from Port St. Lucie. When we come back, Justin Tatum, the head coach at CBC on KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. It's 1034. Enjoyed our visit with John Mosellock, Cardinals president of baseball operations last segment. Now I get a chance to chat with the head coach at CBC. State champion once again, Justin Tatum, is with us on KMOX. Coach, it's great to have you. Great to chat with you on the radio again. Good morning. Good morning. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. It's good to be with you. First of all, congratulations. What a run for the cadets. Tell us about another state championship and how everybody's feeling after that. Uh, it never gets old. Um, very exciting, very exciting year. Um, these guys have worked so hard. I mean, with the schedule that I put together and challenged them, the seven seniors that I had had on this team um, who experienced uh, a lot of uh, you know, a lot of disappointment. You know, they played in the state championship game their freshman year, and COVID took it their sophomore year. And then uh, we got knocked on a buzzer beater in the district championship by Shamanai their junior year. So they were pretty determined. So it's uh, it's a great feeling, um, especially to get a chance to see those boys smile and be happy for accomplishing this goal. Yeah, what is that like for you to see those smiles when those final seconds tick off and the buzzer sounds and it's over that you can yeah. you can breathe. It's unbelievable because uh, before the game started that day, we uh, we have like 30 minutes to warm up, and we were sitting in the locker room because we can't get on the court until the 30-minute mark. And uh, we were sitting just in the locker room for about 15 minutes and uh, just reminiscing on the season and talking about games and trips that we went on just that season and uh, had really good laughs and see guys uh, sit up there and get emotional and touched up and then go out there and win the game for the last time. was just As a coach, it was just unbelievable. It's such a great feeling, I know, and you've done it again. You've won another state championship, and uh, you have so many great players that uh, call you coach, and one of them is Caleb Love, and he is a couple of wins away from doing something very, very special. He's got to get one today to get to the Final Four, another to get to the national championship, and can they close it out and win it all? Well, he took it into his own hands late against UCLA, didn't he? He drops 30 on the Bruins and hits some long distance threes <laughs> he has no fear as Caleb Love and the Tar Heels moved on Justin yeah he's uh it, was, it, it brought back memories um you know I had to start trying to put a little leash on him in high school I senior year I was like man can you please scoot in a little closer to the three-point line uh but you know it just brought back memories to see him get in the zone and and, and will his team to win look at his coach and tell him that I got you. I, I mean, you know, I've, I've heard that before and I've seen him before when he gets locked in in that zone. So I'm hoping that he can be able to do the same thing today and uh, get his team in the Final Four. Yeah, he'll be taking on St. Peter's. What a story they are, though. I mean, what a story they are. I mean, that is just, that shows you right there what coaching and what belief can do. I'm sure that you look at Shaheen Holloway uh, with great respect. 
Yes, I do. Um, I've seen and been admiring him coming up uh, as a player, and um, I'm really more admired of what he's done right now with his program. And just got to tell guys all the time, it's not always what the level or what school you go to. It's about the work that you put in, the coach that you trust, and hopefully that the, you know, the program that you play for will, will uh, help you mature for the rest of your life. But Shaheem is doing a great job with this with this team, man. It's, it, we always knew it was going to be a Cinderella team, but we didn't know we didn't know they was going to go this far. They are something else. This North Carolina team is focused, and what they did at Cameron was so impressive. I thought also the fact that they won the Baylor game was impressive to me. That was a big uh, letdown, having a 25-point lead and having it go to overtime, but they found a gear and won. That tells me a lot also. That's a, that's a, that's a heck of a team. It does. Uh, Coach Davis is doing a good job with them, but, you know, North Carolina's peaking at the right time, and that's what you want your teams to do. You know, you really – a lot of guys – be caught up on being number one in the beginning and stuff like that. But it's really when you start doing the conference tournament and hoping that you make it to the uh, NCAA tournament, then you peak at the right time. And that's kind of what I've been telling my boys the whole time. We're going to play this tough schedule. And, yeah, we're going to lose some games. We're going to lose some games that we might not need to lose. But when we hit that stretch for the last couple weeks before the season ends and we're going into district that you want to peak then, and that's exactly what uh, North Carolina is doing. As amazing as St. Peter's in the Final Four would be, just to say, they're the first 15 seed to make it to the Elite Eight, Duke Carolina in the Final Four is something special that would be talked about for years. Your son, Jason, played for Coach K. It's a special time in his life. Every game could be his last, and they just seem like they're a team of destiny right now. We'll see what what happens. But that was amazing last night, uh, what they did to Arkansas. It was. I mean, I was really – I thought Arkansas was going to give them a better, you know, competition than that. But like you said, Duke is focused. They're playing for themselves and them coaching. They want to send Coach K out on the the right note. And, I mean, I I can kind of get that feeling, you know, what those kids want to do, that they have a legendary coach and what what not do better than send him off with a national championship and be a part of that, uh, that, that run. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. I mentioned Jason, the Boston Celtics star. I don't know who the best player in the NBA is. But if I were to count on one hand, I think he would be one of those fingers, and I, I'm not. And I think that at some point, he may be the guy. Uh, I I feel like right now he's got it all going. Justin, what do you see? I, I agree. I, I talked to him yesterday, uh, and I told him uh, I pat myself on the back a little bit. He was like, he was like, why? I was like, because I seen you bring the ball up, and I, uh, it was two other point guards on the court, and that's what I've been doing with you my whole life. You start laughing and chuckling. I said, but no, you know, that's that, that's an asset, you know, for him and his, his team that he can be able to, uh, you know, play the point guard to be a point forward. But with the way he's playing right now is, you know, unbelievable. He just died about six six years out of high school, and um, now he's one of the top three best players in the in the NBA, and he's and he's and he's leading his team to uh, hopefully one of the top two seeds in the East. So. Like, what he's doing right now is, you know, as a dad, I mean, I, I'm shocked every time I turn the TV on or look at a bag of ruffles or, you know, see something that he's been a part of or he's making his own his own stamp. So, I mean, I we prepared for it, but we never, you know, me back in the day was never prepare him to be the best player in the world. Um, I was just making sure he was a tough, light-skinned kid back then. So now all this has started to work out in uh, in his favor and mine. <laughs> you did, yeah, you did put that toughness in him. He used to tag along when you were at Soldan, right? Yeah, yeah, all the time. Uh, Soldan, he was uh, practicing with those uh, high school kids when he was like nine years old. And, 
He was crying all the time because he couldn't get the ball up against one of my best point guards in the state. And uh, we told him to figure it out. And I told my point guard, don't let up on him. And so uh, now I get, you know, my point guard now, he, you know, he calls me and said, man, I, I can't believe you made me, you know, that was a kid I was guarding for, you know, beating up on so much when I was in high school. And now, you know, the tables has turned. So uh, it, it worked out. You know, it worked out. Jason is locked in. His team is locked in. And uh, I'm looking forward to go watching some playoff games. So oh, I can't wait. Uh, that, those kids must have looked like they were seven feet tall to him when he was playing. <laughs> you know, but he, he found a way. You got it out of him. And, and he continues to improve his game. He is a very, very special talent. You know what else I like about him is he refers to St. Louis a lot. He really loves yeah. being yeah. a St. Louis kid, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He does because he knows that's kind of where his, his that's where his roots are. And no matter where he goes or you know what cameras put in his face, that he represents. And he know he has young men and women uh, at home looking up after him. And so that's kind of like the role model he wants to be, and he wants to keep reminding young kids from St. Louis that you can make it out of there, no matter if it's bouncing a ball or reading a book or you know becoming the next mayor. So he just wants to make sure that he lets all the young kids around here know that you can make it out of St. Louis, and he's very proud of it. I love it. He's going to be part of our lives here for a long, long time, and we appreciate seeing him play all the time. We appreciate you very much, and good luck the rest of the way to CBC. Go get another one, and I know that uh, it never really stops, but it sounds like you probably get a little bit of downtime here, right? Yeah, a little bit, but I'm going to start working with the surge. Um, I took the job for the summertime to be associate head coach, so I'm going to start you know, going with the women's side now to learn some things. The game slows down, and, and they're a little bit smarter, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> I did hear that, and I uh, I watched my alma mater, Indiana, lose uh, to UConn yesterday. Boy, UConn's good. Uh, but oh, the, yeah. I love the women's game. Uh, it's it's. I love watching the strategy of the women's game. It really, there's a purity to the game of basketball that comes out of the women's game, don't you think? Yeah, it is. It is. And then, like I said, they can't jump over and dunk on everybody or do the quick crossovers, but they figure stuff out and uh, and they play the right way. And they and they kind of knew it is much more quicker and smoother than the men's because the guys can eventually do a lot of things ISO and the women need, you know, their teammates for a lot more other things besides scoring. So I'm looking forward to it and um, hopefully bring some stuff back to CBC and help these guys understand the pace of the game. And like you said, win a couple more. Love it. We'll come see you. I appreciate it very much, coach. Thanks for the time this morning. No problem, Thank you for having me. Have a good day. Great to have the former Billiken, the head coach of CBC, Justin Tatum, with us on KMOX from the Stiefel Sports Studio. This is Sports on a Sunday Morning. We'll talk a little hockey. Rick Zombo is next on KMOX. Back, Stiefel Sports Studio. It is Sports on a Sunday Morning on KMOX. Brian Kelly had this visit with Blues defenseman Rick Zombo, now the coach at Lindenwood University. Recently, Lindenwood announced that they are going Division One in athletics. Brian, it's been in uh, like legit works a year and a half ago. Lindenwood University supported the fact that being the athletic director and the president supported the fact that we were ready. The hockey program was built strong enough and, and the support uh, financially was there for the school to handle that big responsibility, if not obligation. Uh, so it started about a year and a half ago. Internally, as far as our hockey program goes, Mark Abdi and myself, who's my assistant coach, started it six and a half years ago when our women's program at Lindenwood University went Division One. We were put on a three-year mandatory hiatus imposed by the NCAA. And, and at that time, 
we started building our infrastructure as far as a hockey program goes. And we didn't have an athletic director nor a president that uh, was full uh, behind that. So hockey wise, um, I don't think it's going to change. A coach is a coach with uh, far greater implications and, att- and attention toward the wins and losses. Um, now it's all about what's done behind the scenes. And there's just a laundry list of uh, to-dos that are necessary along the process. So what, what are some of those things that you, you kind of have to step up? I mean, you're with the big boys now. Oh, it's all about stepping up. Yeah, forever when I played for the Blues and everything that I've done, it's, you know, even when I've in grade school with a last name like Zombo, it always seemed like I was in the back of the class. So I guess that's been ingrained where I have to be an overachiever. There's no question an overachiever. Uh, but it's wonderful in that through my years of playing professional hockey, uh, the respect that, it, that has been earned uh, as a player and the relationships that are built as a player, it's amazing how it lubricates opportunities. Uh, we're fortunate that there's a lot of Division One programs that do want to play us, do want to play Lindenwood. Not only is it geographically perfect, but also it's an opportunity for the fraternal order of coaches to infuse more and more teams at a real special sport and level. Uh, scheduling is, is foremost. So once Dr. Porter, president of the Lindenwood University, said affirmative, I'm all behind it. Uh, we're just not going to compete. We're going to give you everything that's necessary to be successful. Uh, the next day we started scheduling. And in the fall, we had 14 different schools that were looking to schedule games for us in the 22-23 season, which unfortunately we had to ghost and put off because the direction and the rubber stamp had not been applied yet as far as this is the future where the Linwood hockey program was going. Uh, so we had 14, which is kind of a feather in the cap. Now all of a sudden you have to rekindle those relationships and uh, get back on the phone and, and start building that schedule, even though that you're way behind the opponents as far as building their calendar of games. I think uh, last count this morning, I believe we had nine in pencil. Uh, they will be, they'll get ink um, when we move forward. 20 seems to be our number that we're looking for, Brian, because 20 means that the games that the opponents play against us actually count in the, the records and the standings for them. So scheduling is, is foremost. Uh, so we're working on that. Um, I got a text this morning. Would you be interested in playing in, in, in Yost Arena in October? Well, that's Michigan. And that's a big boy. And I said, of course we are. You know, Denver gave us an opportunity in the fall this year. This top three team in, in all of NCAA Division One. So um, those type of relationships is what it's all about. You've got to beat the best, play the best. Uh, no matter who we play, we're starting on the bottom. So uh, whether you got to climb the ladder to get to the top or, or, or jump over people, the most important thing is there's tremendous amount of support from the coaching fraternity in Division One NCAA hockey that want to see Lindenwood University become successful as a hockey program, not necessarily against them, but against everybody else other than them. So giving us games is important. I mean, you're talking from there, Brian, Brian, it's recruiting after that. Yeah. After that, it's recruiting, which we're behind the eight ball again. Now recruiting for us is, is a full 12 month commitment, identifying players, watching players, researching, resourcing out, uh, our interests, uh, goes nonstop for us. 
Uh, I'm a big proponent in that success at in any sport at the collegiate level is all about recruiting. So 70% of our time is recruiting and identifying players that I want to coach. So to think that you're going to put together a one and done Kentucky basketball is not going to happen. Uh, the maturity level of players and developing an actual team that understands we uh, is foremost is a process. And it, and it starts with recruiting, which uh, identifying is a piece of cake. That's fun. Getting a commitment is sales. And uh, to, to sell myself and sell my hockey program and sell Linwood University, that's a piece of cake. So right now it's all about getting commitments, even though that uh, we've been out of the, uh, the recruiting ranks uh, for this season. That is Rick Zombo, former Blues defenseman, the coach at Lindenwood University. They're going Division One. Interesting challenge on his hands, but a good one. And you're in a hockey hotbed right now. There are a lot of kids growing up and playing hockey. And if you're Lindenwood and you can grab those kids and they're based in St. Charles and you go get them, I like their chances. I think that could be something very, very interesting to watch over the next several years, that hockey program building into potentially a power. We'll see here in the Midwest, but I think just part of the growth of hockey in this region of the country. Uh, Good stuff there from Rick Zombo. Thanks to Brian Kelly for asking those questions. When we come back after the 11 o'clock news, we're going to hear from Kenny Wallace at 11.15. We're going to hear Charles Alchek, the president of MLS Next Pro. They just had a sold-out event at Herman Stadium on the campus of St. Louis University. The MLS Stadium, by the way, looks great. I went to uh, Schlafly tap room recently and you can see it towering over uh, the street looking right at the restaurant it's awesome back after the news on KMOX you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details Hyundai there's joy in every journey this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.